Welcome back. Gentlemen's Breakfast, episode 32. It is the 32nd episode. Great to see you, Seamus. Hey, great to have you. This is day nine of you back, nine or ten, back in San Francisco. Some people are losing count. It's starting to become... I haven't hit the apps yet. Or I take course. issue with that. But you have great openers. Hi, I'm unemployed. <laughs> I'm living in one of the most expensive neighborhoods. And I don't have anything in the foreseeable future. I don't know that I'm unemployed. The mystery of that is going to open some doors for you. I don't know that I'm unemployed as a great opener. I will tell you this. A lot of people say, oh, take some time off. You're going to feel better about yourself. What I've learned, I one, I have enjoyed that. But I will say, nothing makes you feel shittier in your life than waking up late to do absolutely nothing. Yeah, You well, wake up at 10 in the morning. That's a you problem. Yeah, it's a me problem, but I'm saying it's still a problem, right? That that needs to be addressed. Yeah, I, I've been working out in the morning. Okay, <clears throat> own choice, obviously. Trying to lose the lbs. Mm-hmm. I go for a run. I go down in the gym down in the uh, the lair garage there. Yeah, I wake up at 10 a.m. I don't feel great about myself doing that. Yeah, I caught myself going for a run the other day. You caught yourself going for a run. That's funny. Go well, ahead. I'm out. Yeah, sure. Not the best phrasing. I'm out for the run. Um, and I realize I'm wearing an old shirt. Okay? I have new shirts and old shirts. I have new shirts that fit my current lifestyle. And I have old shirts that aren't quite... Yeah, well, you've been always pushing the line where you'll rock a medium when you're clearly yeah. filling, out, filling out a full large. That's exactly what I'm talking about. These, these old shirts aren't exactly military grade. Okay? You, when you wear these old shirts, you know what you look like? You look like a white trash, beautiful forty-year-old woman who's been through a couple marriages. That's an and, apt, and is usually the woman that's drinking at eleven a.m. on a Saturday. It's an apt analogy. Uh, I've got to say, sadly, uh, I caught myself during the run. You're a tramp stamp away from being really downhill. <laughs> I was having to hike the skirt up a bit because I realized if I didn't, it might be a bit of a midriff because the gut's kind of hanging out the bottom. So you flapped it up. I pulled the shirt, pulled the shorts up. Oh, the shorts to cover up. Yeah, oh, okay. Hiked the skirt up a bit. Um, but you know, I've been feeling better after the workouts, eating clean. I look at myself in the mirror in the morning. I feel like I'm making progress. And then I turn to exit the bathroom and I catch a side view of myself. Side profiles are never <laughs> big mistake. They're not flattering. Don't do that. Uh, no, they're humbling. Though. They they need to happen. I mean, I look head on and I'm like, okay, we're making progress here. Things are coming together in my life. And then I turn and then it all crumbles. And as I turn to exit the bathroom, I come, you know, out here to my office slash our studio where I'm recording to do nothing. Um, and there When you are- wake up, you're like, I'm going to do this this morning. You know what? I'm going to sit, have a cup of coffee, and then watch 10 minutes of the news. Is there anything that you're like really looking for? <laughs> a lot of times... Like surf the web? A lot of times the big items on my agenda are like, I'm going to do my laundry, and I'm going to order sheets. Okay? And I'll go to do that, and I'll be like... <laughs> that might be the first audible fart on the show. Uh, I'm curious to hear if the mic picked that up. But, uh, uh, so I'm going to do my laundry, and then Ghost texts me yeah. as I'm going to do the laundry. So I'm like, ooh, I could actually just take it to the cleaners next door, and they'll do it wash and fold by the pound. 
and it's only a dollar a pound. Do you do you it's kind of view this cheap. as like when your friends hit you up in the middle of the day when you know that you're kind of sitting on the sideline not to do anything, but one of your friends taps you on the shoulder, you're like the dog sitting at the door, and you're like, you ready for a walk? And you're like, just bolt. You drop everything you're doing to do that. 50% that, 50% I'd like to announce that I'm the DH of our friends group, okay? I'm always around. If you need me to, you know, pitch in and hit, if you need a fourth for a foursome, if you just want to go to the bar and you don't have another guy yeah. out there with you, even if you don't like me that much, yeah, I can be there for you. Yeah. It's easy. I'm right there on the spot. So he gives you the call and you go over there? You well... You didn't do your laundry? Yeah. Well, so I just... I take... I take the laundry to the cleaners because I'm obviously too busy doing nothing to do my own dry cleaning. And then I was going to go, I was going to drive to Bed Bath & Beyond and get sheets. And I'm sitting at my computer looking up Bed Bath & Beyond and I find myself just opening up a new tab, going to Amazon, order the sheets online. And then I move on with my day. But it, but you're it, not it really is... not moving much. It's pretty hilarious to... Try to make things more efficient for your day of doing nothing. Um, but what's really occurred to me is podcast started two years ago mm. with a dream. Mm-hmm. I don't know that we've achieved that, but we looked at getting an intern. Things have really come full circle here. Turns out I'm the intern. <laughs> yeah, you are the unpaid intern. Uh, and it's probably an apt time for us to announce we have a website. We have an RSS feed. You can listen to this on iTunes right now. It's going to go out in the email. I'm pretty proud of that. Look, selfishly, unemployment's been the best thing for me in this podcast. Uh, 100%. It's been good. Uh, So I know I I always bug you about going on the apps and really getting out there, but I propose another way to meet women for you. (laughs) Let's hear it. If you could go once a week, go to a happy hour... Whatever part of the city you want. What kind of happy hours is this? Just, uh, Just go to a bar that has a... Bar like with... A, yeah, it's vibrant. Maybe you're talking an outdoor about a, patio. a time of day, not a specific... Yeah, it could be Thursday. Thursday's a good day. could be a Wednesday. Maybe head down to the ballpark, hang out near the ballpark. I fucking hate going to the ballpark. All right. Whatever. Go down to Fide Eye. Okay. And sit there by yourself. Before <laughs> anyone gets there. Okay. I don't really think you understand how valuable and how mysterious you are to women. Women love mysterious. Just a dark man in the corner. Why is he drinking at 3 in the afternoon on a Wednesday? He's not with work people. Nobody's around him. Must be loaded. Must be loaded. (laughs) Yeah. That is the calculus And then then you give the, like, because you're not a very friendly person at first. No. What are you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm unemployed. And then you probably don't engage. You probably don't. Have a I go back down question. to my paper immediately. And then like, well, what are you doing here? I enjoy. They have a good selection of beer. I enjoy the daily news. If you could do that once a week, that'd almost be better than the apps. Because I mean, we've we've we cycle through this. Uh, you're not going to win anybody over with the physique right now. I'm I'm willing to entertain that one day this week. Can we get a commitment out of you? Yeah. I'll commit to doing that one day this week. I'm pretty excited about that. I'm going to go to Sens. I'm going to sit. Where's Sens? It's in uh, Embarcadero. So, for people not familiar with San Francisco, on the water, uh, facing the bay, 
Mm-hmm. Kind of a touristy area? Uh, kind of. It's more of a business area. I don't know. That might that might not be the ideal bar for what you're looking for. It's just the first one that came to mind. I'm going to do some spitballing on this. We'll see if we can get something going. I'm definitely going to bring... the spitball that just fell out of your mouth. Yeah. I'm going to bring my roommate's copy of the Wall Street Journal that he never reads. Oh, yeah. Then that's a little more intrigue. Yeah. More mystery. You're mm-hmm. on to something there. Maybe I'm in the market. Who knows? Speaking of the ballpark, I went to my first Giants game this... This season? This season, Monday night. Brought my roommate. What? Oh, where'd you sit? Sat Box, one of my good friends. Uh, oh, okay. Who I've actually bugged to get on the podcast. Won't get on the podcast. Another story. Gave me free tickets. The Giants are horrifically bad. The second worst team in baseball. Currently. Who were they playing? They were playing the Indians, Cleveland. Mm-hmm. About 20 rows back. We sit down. I'm like, this is going to be good. And now I know when I go to a ballpark, unless I'm with eight of my buddies, I'm only staying four or five minutes. Only four or five? That's all you knew? I'm an old man. I, I don't want to stay up too late. On a Monday night, does on a school include, night? Does this include the first inning, or are you showing up like the third inning? I showed up. We showed up right uh, right before the first game, uh, first pitch. We sat down. We watched. If you're only going to do four and five, four or five, got to do like three through on seven On a night game, eight. because it gets cold there pretty quickly, right? The yeah. sun dissipates. You can't sit out in the center field it's drinking beer. It's freezing in that ballpark. You're it's right. cold, right? So we have good seats. We sit down. I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. We're going to watch some good baseball. Quickly determine after the no-hitters broken up in the first or second inning that I'm like, okay, I don't need to stay for the whole game. In, <laughs> Wait. My, in my mind. You were, you were keeping track of a no-hitter in the first or second inning? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. It's fucking bullshit. Yeah. You can't call no, a no-hitter being... No, I think it's maybe the third in. The bu- third in. Can't call a no hitter being busted up in the first or second inning. So I, I look at the stadium, and you know San Francisco has done well the last five or six years, but this team, this is the worst team they've had in a while. And it's entertaining to me, being uh, the sadistic naysayer that I am, to see nobody in the in the stands. But it's a different caliber of fans there now. It's like me saying, "Oh, I've been doing a great job of dating Kate Hudson. We just haven't been on our first date yet." Uh, so I'm keeping track of that no-hitter right there going into the first date. Yeah, you don't know what Kate Hudson's going to respond. You're like, no. Anywho, I sit down. There's two girls that are sitting behind us, probably somewhere between the ages of 22 and 24, have no idea about baseball, which is fine. They're Great age. Huh? Great age. But they're severely annoying. Mm-hmm. To my due west is an aerospace engineer who I'm telling you is screaming in my right ear hole talking to these girls. I was going to ask you. Screaming. I was going to ask you how, don't yell in the microphone. I need to (laughs) indicate how loud it is in my right ear hole. It's enough. And he's a nice, goofy little dude. They have the conversation of what do you do. They're super intrigued because he does something different. Need to know the life story. How did you progress there? (laughs) This is going on in my right ear hole. Okay. Where'd he go to school? Some bullshit school in Sacramento. (laughs) Okay. In front of me is a Scottish guy. He goes, Hi, Mike, what are the numbers on the board? Doesn't know anything about baseball. <laughs> that opens up the American guy with his family, who's just looking for any type of conversation, to explain to him every little digit on the board. Yeah. So the one, like the hits, errors, bottom of the first, bottom of the third. It's really kind of a lost art. Uh, understand the box score. And well, you got to think, stuff. like, if you've never seen this sport, it's perplexing like how what are the rules what's going on 
imagine like watching cricket and never seen cricket before. So that that's what I always remember from living in Chicago is the dichotomy, and I, I'm talking pre World Series Chicago because the whole game has changed out there. It's fucking bullshit now. But going from Cubs game. I remember one time I was sitting there, and the couple that was sitting next to me was a French couple. They were visiting from France. And one of the things that they wanted to do while they were in America was go to Chicago and go to a Cubs game. It's obviously before they won anything. Uh, And, you know, we're sitting there, great day out. They asked me about the game a little bit. It was a good time. They give some classical French statements, which are, you're very young, you should just enjoy it. Don't be in any hurry. Uh, And then you cut, jump cut. To White Sox game that I'm at where everyone around me is chain smoking and there's a woman in front of me with three, you know, numb nuts that she's having to keep track of, her three sons, yeah. and she's keeping the box score herself. And there's an error, but it's like an unclear error, and she, she pans around and she finds the oldest man that she can around her, which is me, happens to be at that time, and she asked me how to score that on her box score, and I'm like... I gotta be honest with you, lady. That's a real pickle. Like I, I don't know how to address that. I mean, that's classic to show you the two environments of that city. Yeah. Just like if you go to an A's game versus a C's exactly. Game. Exactly. So what actually gets me to leave? So this aerospace engineer is going on. Scottish guys in front of me. Uh, girls are behind me, and then there's another girl who every time Buster Posey, the star player for the Giants, mm. hits. That's my boyfriend. That's Real my hottie. boyfriend. Real starts hottie. dancing. That's my boyfriend. That's, I get it. He's attractive. But I don't need to just stand up and dance every time he comes anywhere near a play. That's probably right. He also, probably fresh off of Game of Thrones, everybody has walk-up music. So one of the, the star right fielder for the Giants. Yeah, everybody's had walk-up music Hunter for years, Pence has yeah. Game of Thrones, which triggers the two girls behind me to sing, hum the Game of Thrones theme song. Yeah. Every five to ten minutes, not even when he's coming in. Dun, 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 dun. So after like the last one, I said, that's it. I said to my roommate, let's go get some food. We left the ballpark in the fourth inning. We had a food. We went. No no lines. Zipped right out of there. Got a meal. And that was it. And that's you know that's me being I a crotchety old that. man at 31. Have you ever sat like right in the front row of the baseball game? Uh-huh. Yankee Stadium. You ever experienced that? It's almost too close. Like, I, I remember looking Pablo Sandoval in the eye as he spit, you know, massive whipper in. Yeah. Takes a big spit, and he's going to take his practice swings, and Pablo Sandoval looks me in the eye. I felt a little too close at that point. I remember sitting... Like, he, he's not looking at us in the eye. Pablo Sandoval is looking me in the eye, and he feel it, it feels to me like he's about to kill me with that bat. I looked at Jeter because I wanted to see his preparation. Yeah. I stared right Jeter in the eyes. He stared right through me. It was pretty intense. But I understand, yeah, yeah it's it's pretty impressive when you're a couple rows back. It's it's almost too much. Uh, San Francisco is a gift that keeps on giving for me. It's a great city. You can never not see... There's always something you haven't seen. So my walk to work, I walk from the marina through North Beach, which is a heavily tourist area where a lot of Italian... Uh, restaurants are also where the strip clubs are. Did I ever tell you about my college friend who was walking through Chinatown to work and an old Chinese man shot a snot rocket on her leg Oof. at 8.30 in the morning? Yeah, that happens. Oh, I usually I usually walk through Chinatown. <laughs> Just blasted one right on her leg. <laughs> yeah, I usually walk through Chinatown. So I'm walking through North Beach, and this is I think this is Tuesday... 
and I'm walking through. So I'm walking through like where all the Italian restaurants would be. This is about six thirty-seven in the morning, and I see a probably an eighteen to nineteen-year-old uh, Asian boy with very loose-fitting clothing, ill-fitting, kind of dressed like a gangster, but you can tell that he's soft, wrangling booze off of two <laughs> cracked-out dudes. Let's rewind on that. Kind of dressed like a gangster, but you can tell that he's soft. You can tell that he's a... What are the cues that he's a gangster, and what are the cues that he's soft? He's wearing, like, he's trying to dress with, like, a sideways hat, Yeah. black hoodie, really loose. Is it a flat-brimmed hat? Most likely. I'd, I mean, I can't remember. Well, you you know, you wear a flat-brimmed hat, right? Yeah, it's slightly bent. Okay. Uh, so he is in the corner, so I'm walking past it. I got my headphones in. And there's about a 50-year-old 50, 50 man. He looks about 65, but he's drank and done so many drugs that he just is haggard looking. Yeah. Weathered. Weathered, right? He has a bottle of some very cheap vodka, most likely Popoff or Rubinoff or something like that. Mm-hmm. And there's a black man who is kind of his wrangler, who seems to be the broker. He has a handler. In the negotiation. So the white guy has the vodka. The black guy's saying, hey, you know, come over here, come over here. And they're trying to sell him the vodka Yeah. at 7 a.m. on a Tuesday. Come in the champagne room, guy. Maybe, you, you know, you get so an extra twirl. It, it's quite the market. They're selling booze right in front of the liquor store before the liquor store opens. Probably upmarket. You know, they get, they, get a, yeah. they get a little more booze. It's where I would go if I needed booze. But this place is pretty interesting. There's a lot of developments here. I had another guy about two weeks ago, same same place, asked me, uh, yo, N-word, what time is it? <laughs> okay. And I'm like, is he trying to find out money or time? So I just I just give him off my head. I'm like, it's about five of seven. He's like, all right, N-word, I got you. I don't know why we needed to revisit that statement, but okay. But... You know, walking through, seeing homeless people sleep all the time, seeing people do black tar heroin, this was one of the more interesting... How do you know that it's black tar heroin versus heroin? You don't know heroin. I got some inside people that tell me. Okay. My roommate tells me about it. All right. Fair enough. But yeah, it's... You think you've seen everything? You haven't. Oh, uh, I don't envy you in the least going down there to uh, Market Street. Seeing the hoodlums. But when you highlight off your friend, you know, snot rocketing. When I right see, onto the leg. You, onto this little You become leg. so immune to these uh, homeless people, you kind of know what kind they are. So I walk past, I'm going to say on a given morning, five to eight people. Because then I walk past the strip club district. And there's a lot of, of homeless course. people that kind of live there. Right. I saw a whole teepee set up the other day where the guy had a full mattress. He had cardboard rigged up over it to cover it like an Adirondack. And then he had a huge piece of wood that propped it up so he had coverage. I mean, sometimes you'll see him build a little wean to there. It's pretty impressive, the, it, the ingenuity. But you also see the ones that are like, <laughs> they're like actually cracked out. And you're like, I'm going to walk a few steps to the right here. And then you see the ones that are just literally just sleeping. I mean, you got to have your head on a swivel. I mean, all that I'm trying to think through in my game, I saw an, so I'm trying to eat clean. I saw an advertisement for Domino's the other day. They're upgrading from bread bites to bread twists. I want to get an order of those. I can't. I mean, clean. Maybe I get one for one of these homeless people. 
they might appreciate the the twist. But look, on that note, I think it's probably time to get to the end of the report card here. You think so? Yeah. Do you have a scale? Do I need to come up with a scale? Uh, I don't have a scale off the top of my head. <coughs> Do you? You don't want to highlight how well of a concert you went to last night? You don't want to talk about that? No, we don't need to get into current events. We went and saw Charlie Parr. It was amazing. He's one of the greatest musicians of our time. And you don't you want to highlight him. that the artist tapped you on the shoulder. You and heard say, him on the lead in. I need to go to. I need to go to the stage. I touched him a couple times in <laughs> areas that are safe to touch publicly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I had a great time. Um, I'm gonna rate you. I'm gonna rate you on a scale of. I'm gonna rate you on a scale of motor vehicles. Okay. Mm. So smack dab in the middle of the scale, I think we all know has to be Honda CRV. It's what I drive. Okay. Yeah. It's squarely in the middle. It's exactly at the 50th percentile of the vehicle. Now, high end, um, you got the Bugatti, whatever, piece of shit. On the low end, you got like the, if you're in Eastern Europe, it'd be like a Lada. But here, it'd be, it's going to be like a Kia. Like a Kia Rio or something. On that spectrum, I'm going to rate you a Chevy Volt. Okay. Now, Chevy, it's American-made. Not a Chevy Malibu. I like Malibu. It's spacious. It's comfortable. Mm, Malibu's a shittier rating. It's better, but also shittier. Hmm. So you got to keep in mind the Volt. It's American-made, okay? It's one of the American-made electric vehicles, all right? Okay. But it's also made by Chevy, so it has to be kind of shitty inherently. Yeah. But they're trying to innovate. They're coming out with something new. You got the flat brim hat on. You're trying to be an innovator a, a little bit. But you get in there, the buttons don't quite work right. You know, the navigation is weird. On a new make? Oh, it's a new make. It's, it's like a few years in. Mm. But you know what? You sit there and you're like, God damn it. This employed some idiots in Detroit. And it's going to get me where I need to go. And that's you. Uh, you know what you are? Let's hear. You're a Mini Coop. <laughs> okay. Mini Coops are owned by BMW. Yeah, now they are. Yeah. Manufactured in some random town in England. I think that they're probably made here now. I did a report in senior year in college. No okay. big deal. Uh, <laughs> Going it's back to what you know, I like that. So it's a very quick, little, aggressive car. Mm-hmm. It's fun to drive. Excuse me. Bottom heavy. It can it can move. It's snooty enough on appearance, so you look at it like, why does that thing think it's better than me? And then you see it move, and it's surprisingly quick, agile, (coughs) and effective. But then you look at it like, okay, it's quick, it's effective, it's a fun car to drive, but it's also kind of like douchery, like why do you pay $40 to fill up the tank, right? It should have better gas mileage. That's what it is. It's a surprisingly apt description. You know what? This is our first opportunity to plug something at the end of the show. We have a website, thegentlemansbreakfast.com. Check it out. You can subscribe to the show. Um, As always, feedback is welcome. Yeah. Uh, what is the email? Thegentlemansbreakfast at gmail.com. Let us know what's up. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say not our worst show ever. Till next time. Love you guys. <laughs>